Uh, Matt's stuff is here, but he's not. Do you do you know where he went? I don't know where he went. Uh, he said he said he just ran out for something. Um, hey, what's <laughs> up? Hey, man. So look, where where have okay? Uh, I am so grateful for your partnership on this series, and uh, so I brought you a little present. Um, oh. This is from Markel Group. Okay. That's acceptable. Um, but you're allowed to be late for yeah, what is it? The uh, uh-huh. so those are our French pastry called Connelles, Um and you can remember the pronunciation because you can think of it like Matthew McConaughey. Instead, it's Connelle. Um Yeah, so you it's just a, learned this, didn't you? This is uh, all new I, information. She to might you. have told me that because I was like, "How do you pronounce this?" Dude, um, thank you. So yeah, hey, you're welcome. Okay. Um, and Wait, can feel, I eat them now? Uh, yeah, do whatever you want. That feels like a test. I mean, everything's a test in life, Ace. Feel free. Have a bite. I'm not sure what to do in this very particular moment, Matt. I, can I eat the cannoli or not? Well, here's the thing. Every day in life, we have to make decisions. And oh, here we decisions go. come with consequences. Some, okay. some, some are great, and some are undesirable. And so the question you have with a tantalizing treat like a cannoli in front of you is – is this going to be a great decision or a bad decision? On one hand, it's a can It's always a great decision. On the other hand, until I know what this <laughs> test is, I'm going to set these aside. <laughs> Maybe we talk about decision-making and healthcare for a little bit. How about All that? All right. There okay. we go. What makes a company great? What makes a company tick? You know, the companies that have lasted for years and will be around for years to come? At Markel Group. What we found is that it's beyond great product or service. Those are important, sure, but it's really about the people who drive culture, who embody the spirit of the work, and who build lasting relationships across organizations. We're on a journey to tell the stories of those people, the ones who make Markel Group successful. Welcome to Markel Style. Okay, so seriously, thank you for the cannolis, and uh, I am going to have one after we finish this episode because yes. they're incredible. We're here to talk about Partner MD, yeah, which is one of the Markel Group companies. It is, yeah. Tell me about Partner MD. Every business, when you are going to start it, this is a no for entrepreneurs, but also anybody within a large organization, it needs to be born from two, one of two things. One is you're solving a problem for your customers, or you're creating an opportunity mm-hmm. for your customers. Mm-hmm. And I think Partner MD is solving a problem for its customers that it calls members. And so mm-hmm. if you look at what that problem is, let me first ask you a question, Ace. Ooh, here we How go. long do you normally wait to get an appointment with your primary care physician if you have one? Uh, months. Yeah. I legit, I think the last time I tried to schedule, it was like, yeah, your primary care can see you nine months from now. The problem is I happen to really like my primary care. Same. I just don't get to see him. My primary care physician is one of my best friends, and it took me four <laughs> months to get an appointment for a physical. It's and, a questionable look. physician to have, yeah. for one. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but no, yeah, it, like that, the, and then, when's, when's the last time you were actually in the doctor's office? Like, talk to me about that experience. Yeah, so I went in April for a physical because- okay. Are you I, in good health? 
Uh, I think relatively so, but you do I do okay, have to good. say, you know I'm vegan, and so you'd expect yeah. that I would be sort of just superior health quality. However, there's something called a vegan donut. Um, and so as much as I'd love to, to judge you for your Connelly, um indulgence later, um, just know that this sweet tooth is as big as any. And so I was actually worried I was pre-diabetic. And so okay. I treated it almost like a marathon that I could train for. I was mm-hmm. like, maybe if I tighten it up a couple months before. And luckily, I had four months to prepare. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, I went in there. And I waited for at least, and this is not to denigrate any organization. We'll no. talk about what's happening here. Yeah. But at least an hour longer than I should have because yeah. I came in from the time your appointment was supposed yes, to start. Exactly. Yeah. So I came in 15 minutes before my appointment as they advised, and then I didn't actually get into a room until an hour after my appointment was supposed to begin. Mm. I I have had very similar experiences. You get there, you wait. Nobody knows how long the wait is. They tell you that it's you know 45 to an hour maybe, and that's pretty standard. Uh, but you know you could get in in 20 minutes. You could get in an hour and a half, and you don't really know. So when I have doctor's appointments, it's like a 30-minute checkup, check-in. I block three hours because I don't know how long I'm out of the office. I mean, I, I, have, I take the day off at that yeah. point. And that's hard, I think. I was going to say everybody has this experience. There are members at Partner MD who don't have this experience yeah. because of the problem there for patients. But doctors are running into doctors, nurses, folks who are delivering care run into similar time crunches, stress and anxiety around the job they're doing, trying to care for patients well. And so it's not that there's malintent on any end, but nobody's having a good time in traditional medicine right now, it seems. Yeah, it seems. And, you know, again, this is not us firing pot shots. It's no. just being a, a, an observer and a consumer of yeah. uh healthcare, particularly in America, this is the experience. And so when you look at what we're talking about, and I think you alluded to the doctor's experience, and we'll talk a little bit about that. That's why Jim Mumper and uh, and a partner started Partner MD in 2003. Okay. Uh, because he was a primary care physician for 17 years. Yeah. The average primary care physician in America today, and including him at that point in time, has over 2,500 patients. Now, how many 2, friends do you have? <laughs> 20, no, no, no. Let me make sure I call it. 2,500 patients yes. on average. On average. So there's no human mind that's going to be able to have awareness and to be able to serve 2,500 people with something so as important as healthcare at one time. By becoming a member of Partner MD, now you're in a different class of healthcare experience because mm-hmm. you have continuous access to your doctors. There's no appointment that's less than 30 minutes long. And you have the opportunity to communicate frequently at yeah. any hour of the day with the medical team. And if it's like a nine to five hours, you're going to talk to your actual doctor. Yeah. And that sort of relationship is actually how you can shape long-term health outcomes because it becomes less about treating symptoms and more about shaping habits. Mm-hmm that are going to lead to uh, better health over the long road. There's so much in there, and I think my face is still contorted in its current position because you typically have 2,500 patients. I mean, as we think about healthcare, the thing that quite literally keeps us alive, how am I... How am I doing? What habits are detrimental to my health? What habits are reinforcing some positive orientation to health? 
what do I eat, what uh, potential issues am I going to have down the road, all of those pieces, like, I think deeply about that as an yeah. individual because I've got ego and I'm selfish. And But all of us are wired that way. What is right for me right now? And then we get thrown into the traditional healthcare experience, which is, uh, yeah, hey, what's going on? I don't know. I'm not the doctor. How am I supposed to tell? I can tell yeah. you what hurts. I don't know what the problem <laughs> is. I expect that you have an answer, but now we've got 10, maybe 15 minutes to orient to what those things are. Yeah. Uh, I have... 10 ailments going into uh, an experience with my doc. I only remember four of them. Yeah. The six pop to mind as soon as he's walking out of the door. That's it. And then I try and dump those in the mix too. And it's, I'll see you in six to nine months so we can work through those. And like, it feels messy for something that is so critical to everybody's existence. It doesn't feel like we've nailed it. And as I've started to get some clarity and orientation to what Partner MD does, that when you say, Every business comes out of a problem or an opportunity. That is a massive problem and equally large opportunity that Dr. Jim Mumper and the folks over Partner MD have whittled away at with some intentionality and uh, I think a lot of compassion. And that's interesting. We should let's dig a little more. Yeah. So we we're talking about problems, but yeah. as we you alluded to it earlier, it's not just about the patient or the members' problems. Mm -hmm. It's about the doctors too. Can you imagine living a life, and maybe you can, it's all too real here. I don't want to get you on the therapist couch, <laughs> too but close to living home, a life where every single day you're behind schedule. Dr. Mumper said that usually by 11 a.m. when he was a traditional primary care physician, his schedule was out the window. Yeah. Because inevitably somebody says something about a condition while you're walking out the door and you realize that you have to address it at that moment. And so then... That's why people like you and I spend a lot of time in waiting rooms because there's no way that they're going to stick to a 15-minute schedule. And so every single day is a treadmill where you know you're going to see a lot of patients. And then when you get home, you have an endless inbox from patients in these portals. And so I think that in itself is an experience as a doctor that is a perpetual stressor, and it can't be good as a, an employee or yeah. a doctor to be able to go after that. And so it also solves a problem for doctors, where now it says you don't have 2,500 or 3,000 patients. You have no more than 500 patients, yeah. which is still a lot, but it's manageable. Yeah. And you're going to have 30 minutes with each one, so it allows you to process and think and actually come up with solutions that are going to matter. Right. It, it feels, and we talk about relationships a ton, right? Like, what does it mean for the work that you do, for the work that I do as a mediator? We talk about relationships. Yeah. They're critical. But I think we perhaps um, underemphasize why the relationship's important. And it's, I want to know my doctor and I want some level of trust there. My doc wants to be trusted, but probably most importantly, in order to keep me alive, wants to be heard. Mm -hmm. And how we hear, listening versus hearing, there's yeah. nuance between those two terms. Importantly, there's a, a phrase that I use in, in my work as an executive yeah. mediator, um, signal to noise ratio. Yeah. Right. The And this is borrowed from when they were laying telegraph cable across the Atlantic. <laughs> uh, signal being the important message that needs to get through telegraph yeah. wire, phone wire now, internet cables, et cetera. Uh, audio engineering uses the same concept. Noise is the static wrapped around that important message yeah. it needs to go through, be that music or a couple notes or, or information. 
Um, Signal-to-noise ratio, as we think about it uh, from a communication and a relationship-building standpoint, is I know enough about you. I know uh, who you are, where you came from, your hopes, your fears, uh, your faith, your lack of faith, perhaps. Whatever those pieces are, your education level, um, the region you came from, and maybe the dialect or the slang that one might use. Uh, I understand all of those things so I can reframe or rephrase information I need you to internalize in a way that is going to be most conducive to you hearing it well. If I don't have a relationship with you, I can't possibly articulate that in a way that you're going to be willing to change. We need to bring big guns to be able to compete with the forces that are shaping human behavior now. Because right now, everything in our lives is wired for addiction. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the information we consume is now displayed to us in a very quick hit dopamine-inducing addictive pattern. Our relationships and interactions, when they're on social media or otherwise, has been designed to be more addictive. The likes, the hearts, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, all of it. Food, I think you're going to, yeah. Yes, there's there's amazing books about the evolution of- I've got 24 cannolis sitting over (laughs) on the table right there that I'm not hearing a single word you're saying right now. I'm thinking Uh, about (laughs) cannolis. The nature of reality is that things sell when they're addictive, and so that makes sense why all these things in our lives are addictive. But the only way you're going to short circuit that sort of powerful brain-inducing addiction is if you have somebody who's going to help you understand how to reshape habits. And you cannot do it in 13 minutes at a time. Because the irony is, Mm -hmm. with any one of these categories we just talked about, we know the answer. Yeah, I should look at my phone less. I should eat less, you know, vegan donuts. And I should probably watch less Netflix and read more historical books that really You just need to be a better human, Matt. Yeah. I can say that. That doesn't mean you're going to go do it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to be a better human alongside you. Is it really you. possible to be better than I am right now, though? <laughs> I mean, I, I plead the separate fifth on podcast. That one as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But think about that. If you're going to shape habits, so you need somebody who can really understand what's mm-hmm. making you tick mm-hmm. so they can short circuit some of those habit loops that have been so damaging. As we're diving into the Partner MD story, and particularly Dr. Jim Mumper at the helm really driving culture, he thinks about the behaviors of his patients in a way that allows them to tweak, to hone, and ultimately get the long-term health outcomes. That seems like a thread, and we heard a couple other folks talk about the things that Dr. Mumper does for his patients, the laying awake at night and thinking about patients all the way to, well, let's just cut to a couple clips of maybe Dr. Mumper's greatest hits on the trust building front. Yeah. Jim Mumper treats every patient like family. Um, and that has been always been his motto for all of us. As he talks to us, he says, think about your patients as if you were treating your mom or your dad or your grandma, how would you want to treat that patient? He said, that's how we should be treating all of our patients. Before I knew that much about the practice, Dr. Mumper had a patient who got some really bad news. The patient's wife called shared the results, some results with them, and he very quickly made himself available at the end of the day so he wouldn't be rushed to have a sit-down conversation, one-on-one, and I knew right then I was in the right place. A patient way back in the early days who needed antibiotics on a regular basis um, for an infection, she was sick, her husband was sick and couldn't bring her, and on his way home every couple of days, he stopped by her house, administered her antibiotics, headed home, it struck me like, wow, 
I mean, to stop at someone's house and give them antibiotics, that it's telling and it's also impactful because it showed me what kind of doctor we all should be. You know, that's, that's taking care of someone. One individual patient had been diagnosed with cancer and he went with that patient to their cancer appointment and then just gave them that support and to help be in the process of diagnosing that patient and getting him the help that he needed. But that's who he is throughout everything. Dr. Mumper is dedicated and committed to his patients and he's changed many lives. I recently had a very good friend of mine who's a member here uh, came in for a physical and uh, on his way out, Dr. Rumper noticed something in his, in his leg and said, uh, you know, you, you should probably get this looked at. So my friend said, okay, maybe in the next month or so. He said, no, this afternoon. And so we got him immediate care. And it turns out that the specialist said to my friend, if you had not made it here, I'm not sure what would have happened. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, over and above. Yep. And as you said, that's actually a good way to build trust is mm -hmm. to exceed people's expectations, whether sure. it's your customers or your employees or your spouse. Yeah. Um, to try and create those moments where you demonstrate through action that you're there for them. And I think a good book for folks, mm. um, and it's relatively new, it's a protege of Danny Meyer, The Restaurateur, yeah. which, as you know, I love setting the table. Um, it's on the theme, but it's called Unreasonable Hospitality. Mm -hmm. And it's just a beautiful vignette of the, and I think the subtitle is The Remarkable Power of Exceeding People's Expectations. And that's what Mumper did. You know, he's, he's going to the house when the patient's can't travel to deliver the antibiotics. He's going with a patient to a specialist, a cancer specialist appointment to make sure that that cancer specialist has all the context and all the information and that his patient is a appropriately cared for. Mm -hmm. That is unreasonable hospitality. And that's how you build deep relationships. And that's actually how you drive growth. But I think if you look at it, you have to be in a position where you have the time and the money and the resources to be able to provide that. And that's where I think businesses have to look at their structure and say, are we even equipped yeah. to have moments of unreasonable hospitality? Yeah. And the answer for a lot of businesses is no, because when you continue on a, a path towards efficiency and you try and cram as many customers in all at once, you're never going to have your people equipped to say, I have the time to go with my patient to a cancer specialist appointment. Go no do, primary yeah. care doctor can do that. <laughs> yeah. I, look, this this sounds like a commercial for PartnerMD. It's, it kind of does. Not, but but I, re, I remember being at the headquarters yeah. and as we were filming some of the content we got from Dr. Mumper and his story and of course Zach the CEO and that, like we went through the organization I remember you and I just looking at each other a couple times it's like this is too good to be true yeah right like there was the there was nobody in the waiting room yeah and not Which is either as, a really bad sign <laughs> or good sign Right? Yeah. No. It was. I mean, there were places we couldn't go because there were patients there, yeah. and you don't want to take everywhere. You don't want to take Not cameras back. Room. But they weren't in the waiting room. They were being seen. They were having conversations with the nurse or the doc, and yeah. they were being cared for in a 
what was comfortable. I walked in and I wasn't sure it was a doctor's office. Yeah. Right. It felt like just a place to go have a conversation. It could have been my therapist's uh, office, you know. The, The feeling as we got there, and I think the reason you and I kept looking at each other is this seems brilliant. Why don't we see more of it? And I think the exciting thing is we were talking to Zach. They're they're looking at and starting that expansion, yeah. so more folks might have access at a in in a way that isn't as prohibitive as it might feel, and so not a commercial as much as uh, an acknowledgement of my skepticism. And there were some compelling answers around how this actually works and how it's better for all parties involved in the process. And that, to me, I think. Dr. Mumper and the folks at uh, Partner MD, if like they've figured something really critical out about how we might interact with each other in the healthcare environment. This is the sort of thing, and, and you know, we're not saying Partner MD invented concierge medicine or the no. membership model for healthcare, but what they've done is taken something that was a great idea and they've scaled it. That's what really gets me fired up when I see a business that changed the game mm. because they solved the problem in a new way, and it's a win-win. Win. Look at that triple win. It's almost like you're familiar with the Markel Group. Ah, mm. what's the Markel Group? Uh huh. Yeah, I'm not doing this with you, Matt. <laughs> um, all right, you said change the game, which brings me to a place that I maybe want to land. As I've heard it, Doctor Mumper balls. Oh, yeah. Does he now? <laughs> Look, that's what I hear. Um, Doctor Mumper is a terrific basketball player, according to Doctor Mumper. He played uh, college ball at Bridgewater, and that's essentially all he talks about. And I guess he had some game back in the day, and, and, and we go kind of back and forth, and I said, uh, you know, Dr. Mumper, that was a considerable long time ago that you were playing, so did, did they still have inflatable balls back then? And he said, well, that's really funny. Uh, they did, uh, but I was constantly called out for technical fouls, and I said, well, why? He said, because I was hanging from the peach baskets um, I also hear he's a golfer. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he's a pretty good golfer. He's a pretty good golfer, and uh, he's invited me to play at his course uh, a few times, but he stopped, I think in part because there was one particular tough green that he has, and he was telling me how fast these greens are. And uh, I actually, and this is the only time I've ever done this, putted a ball off the green into the water. And so... He reminded me that no one has done that in the club, and he'd prefer that I not show up uh, anymore if that's the way I was going to play. It's hard to putt into a lake. So there's there's a, uh, a piece from my work that yeah. uh, might fit here, right? Uh, we, look, we're joking about the basketball prowess or uh, uh, golf, perhaps, but Dr. Mumper finding habits that are important to him for his health yeah. and doing that for his patients as well, I think it's worth hearing him talk through that. So there, there's three. I'm actually going to borrow this from a book called Younger Next Year. And we okay. used it a lot early on and um, in the formation of Partner MD. And the, the philosophy is basically don't eat terrible things, exercise every day for the rest of your life, and connect and commit. You know, So mm. you need to eat healthy, you need to stay active, and you need to have sort of a purpose for life, you know, yeah. whether that's family or, or faith or whatever, those three things are huge. Yeah. And uh, people who get those three things right, they live better, they're happier, they feel good about their life. 
Ace, when we were doing that interview, I didn't expect that last part, yeah. which is for a doctor to say how important it is to have something to live for. Yeah. And he said it could be family, it could be faith, it could be some purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think when you look at the addictive things that we were talking about that pull us away from healthy from technology, habits. food, vices, etc. Yes. Yeah. It can distract us from that. And if we know what we're here for and what we're here to do, that's probably the most beautiful thing any human could find. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, Dr. Mumper uh, being presented with that style award with good reason, right? I, it's no surprise to me that he knows what purpose is for him, and that's family, and it's the incredible practice he's built, but it's also his patience, and that perpetuates through Partner MD, as we saw, as we were just in the building and feeling what it was like to be there. Uh, you you feel his purpose shine through and how they take care of people, uh, what those interactions look like, and ultimately uh, the health outcomes, but really the life outcomes that folks are interested in and, and they're supported in when they walk into Partner MD. So uh, Dr. Mumper has taught me quite a bit. And Same. Couldn't think of a better way to land this episode about the work that they're doing over there. Yeah. We'll see you on the court, Dr. Mumper. <laughs>